What's up, y'all? Welcome into today's episode. I'm so glad that you are here. I'm just going to let you guys in on a secret. I think this might be my favorite episode we have recorded this year. We had so much fun today. Father Anthony and I played Life Verse, brought back that old game, and we decided what the Life Verse for the show was going to be. Then I revealed probably one of my hottest takes in a long time that I've been holding in for quite some time. And then we pulled what might what 100% is my favorite prank we've ever p- played on Father Anthony. Uh, we have two more videos of him messing up in mass. My goodness, the one blessing that came out of this whole COVID thing is online masses and getting to capture Father Anthony making mistakes live at mass. It's so great. I hope you enjoy today's show. If you do, hit subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Enjoy. Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll. That is Father Anthony Scarmucci. Hello, Padre. How are you? Hello, Taylor. I am doing great. How are you? Oh, just wonderful. Uh, about an hour ago, I had literally nothing to say for this for this show. It's just been a normal couple of weeks. I mean, the cool thing when like my son got his first communion, that's exciting, but like that's the story. That, that was all of it. I, 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 I couldn't milk a whole segment out of it. Yeah, it was yeah. good. We enjoyed it. Our family was in town. But all I've been doing ever since track season ended is catching up on work stuff. So like nobody wants to hear like, oh, you'll never, you'll never guess what I did. I edited audio for 10 hours, and it was exhilarating. And I played a crossword <laughs> while I did it. And, Hooray! That's the show. <laughs> like that's, that's all I had. <laughs> so I sat down, and I was like, I, don't, I haven't tweeted anything interesting. I haven't done anything interesting. I've just been working. So I was like, I don't have anything to do. I'm like, well, and like usually when we do that, you know, trade secret, it's like we're just gonna pull out all these like, all the, like that's what the segments are for. So clue, cluing you guys in, maybe you know, maybe you know this, maybe you don't. Anytime we do like a built-in segment, it's because I don't have anything else to say. Well, that's I thought we were just gonna do three games today because yeah. I had nothing, <laughs> and then all I did was sit down for 20 minutes, and now I have two shows worth of content. So. Uh, apparently, I need to sit still more often and think because I haven't been doing no. that at all. <laughs> when you sit down and think about things, you think about things to say. That's so weird. <laughs> Man, if only I had some quiet time in my life. Oh, well. Um, but so w- one of these ideas that I had before I had any ideas was like, you know what? A game we haven't played in a long time. We have not played Life Verse, one of right. my favorite segments that we've done because God has given me a tremendous gift where if somebody has a, a problem or if they just want their Life Verse, a verse that defines them, God has given me the special grace to completely open the Bible at random and God shows me the verse that is built specifically for them in their life. And this is mostly a joke, but it's actually unreal how many times it actually fits for it's, people. It's a little eerie how often you actually make it work. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's, it's like sometimes it's like, Sometimes it's the gift of, like, I'm good at thinking on the fly, and I can make it make sense. Other right. times, there is, like, some part, you know, every lie has some reality to it. And, like, every now and then, <laughs> like, God's just like, hey, here's a verse about somebody uh, grieving through loss after they just lost somebody in their life. It's like, wow, this is actually wow, amazing. Like, there, are, there are hundreds of thousands of verses in the Bible, and I just happened to find the one that made a bunch of sense. So I was like, well, let's just play life verse randomly. So usually what we do is we just pick a person, and we're like, okay, this is who we're picking the life verse for. Well, I was like, well, we're on episode 240 today. Woo. So I had the great idea. We were just going to play life verse 240, where we were just going to be like, okay, 
you have to open up a, a Bible to a random book, ver, uh, chapter 2, verse 40, and that was going to be the life verse for the show up until this point. Grand idea. Do you see any problems with it? Uh, there's not a lot of 40s as far as verses go. Yeah, there are three books in the entire Bible that have chapter 2, verse 40. Yeah, okay. So this what this segment was going to be at the beginning of me thinking about the show was you. I was going to let you pick the book, and you'll be like, uh, uh, Ezekiel. And I'll go to it and be like, dang it, there's not a verse 40. All right, pick another one. That was a fluke. And then, okay, go to Psalms. Psalms has long chapters. Nope, not one in chapter 2. Uh, so we would have gone through all of these books. So finally, I was just like, you know what? I don't need to spend time on my Bible. I could just Google it. So I just Googled books that have chapter 2, verse 40, and there are three of them. That's the fun fact for the day. <laughs> two of them were written by the same person, okay. Luke and Acts. Okay, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's very long-winded when he starts mm -hmm. his stories, is what we learned about old Lucas. Uh, the other one is Daniel. So how we how we are going to start this is I have pulled them up because I I realized halfway I, like I, I do this all the time I'm like I have this great idea and then I realize 30 seconds later that's a real dumb idea so I have to fix it okay mm -hmm. so we're gonna start in chronological order so I see you flipping open your open your Bible to the book of Daniel let's see I don't have I mean we only have 18 minutes left priest like you got to pick it up a little bit <laughs> it's your job to edit stuff. <laughs> I don't edit this show. I edit everybody else's. Why would I edit this one? <laughs> I think it's Switch very obvious. My phone. <laughs> oh my gosh, you gave up on the Bible and mm -hmm. you're looking it up on your phone? I did. You made me wait to start recording so you could go get your Bible. Yep. And now you can't find the book of Daniel? Correct. We'll do the uh, King James Version. That's fun. Oh my goodness. Okay. Uh, so what we're going to do is there are three 240s. Chapter 2, verse 40 in the entire Bible. The book of Daniel, the book of Luke, and the book of Acts. So what I'm going to do is, well, I, I was going to read them to you, but if you have the King James, you can go ahead and start us off. And you are going to help me decide which of these verses has been the life verse for this show through the first 240 episodes. And we'll see if we want to keep it moving forward. Okay, Daniel, chapter 2, verse 40, the King James version, because we feel fancy today. <laughs> And the fourth kingdom shall be as strong as iron. For as much as iron breaketh in pieces and subdueth all things, and as iron that breaketh all things, shall it shall it break in pieces and bruise. <laughs> I I now just want to do an entire show speaking like that. <laughs> From henceforth we shall talketh as the old Englishman diddeth. <laughs> All right. Uh, do I go on to Luke? No, no, no. We have to talk about this one. Okay. What, okay, what okay. do you think? What do you think? Like, do you think this fits as a life verse for the show's first 240 episodes? Uh, so, is this podcast as strong as iron? Well, I mean, 240 episodes, that's no joke in podcast land. So, it seems like that. Um, have you conquered the podcast charts like Iron Subdueth All Things? I mean... No, no. Have, no, wait, wait, wait. There are things that you don't know. Okay. There are things that you don't know. I've tweeted about it a couple of times. Yeah. But am I in Am I in the top 100 in the American charts? No. Okay. But have you seen my tweets about how good this show does in other countries? 
Oh yeah, yeah. You I've to, like Indonesia. We were like the top twelve Christian podcast in the. Yeah. It, it, I was going to say in the world, but in all of Indonesia, <laughs> we're, uh, I think they only have twelve podcasts allowed over there. But you know, whatever. <laughs> uh, like Ethiopia, we were crushing in Ethiopia. We've, okay. we've got we 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 are like a top hundred podcast in Christian land in many other countries, just not this one. And most of them don't speak English, and I think they just see forte and Catholic, and forte is a word in their language, yeah. so they just think it's for them, and then they realize very quickly that it's not. <laughs> very nice. So maybe, maybe it does work, because you're going to sneak up on the podcast charts by just conquering all these other countries, and slowly... You'll get the bigger and bigger ones, and like iron, you will subdue it all things. And there I will, will only declare be... war on the United States. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that's good. Uh, here's what I think: it says there there will be a fourth kingdom. If you think back, like it, now, everybody and their mom has a podcast. There are yeah. actually some podcasts that is the host and their mom are the two people on the show. Uh, so that's not just a joke; that was actually quite factual. Mm-hmm. So. But back in the day, like I was m- maybe fourth, but closer to fourth than a hundredth, like your your show. Yes, I was closer to the fourth of like good Catholic podcast around. Sure. And then uh, I, apparently I made it look really easy, and everybody else was like, "Oh, I can do this." That guy's and, dumb. And a lot of them were right. More of them were wrong, but a lot of them were right. No, no, nobody has created a show better than this after. Do they have more listens? Yes, that's because they have shilled out for people on social media. That's a whole other thing. Um, but I, I, I would say that this that for the Forte Catholic Podcast is the fourth kingdom. It's strong as iron. And this, like, people who have listened to the show know that I was a sprinter. I was good at, like, sprinting at, for very sh- fast for very short distances. But when it comes to this show... It's all about the long game. Mm. So many other kingdoms, Catholic podcasts, have risen, and they have gone to the heights, but they have fallen, Mm -hmm. like the great Roman Empire. Yes. Uh, That that wasn't a dig at the Roman Circus podcast, but maybe it was. (laughs) (laughs) But they have risen and fallen, and I'm still here, baby. All right. I think this this one's pretty good. Okay. Uh, So now we're going to go to the book of Luke. Do you know where that is in your Bible? (laughs) Yes. Yes. It's, uh, It's here. On my phone. All right. Uh, Once again, the the King James Version. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. 100% that's the wrong verse. Yeah, that's verse 20. What did I do that for? (laughs) (laughs) I knew that at some point. I, I, I just knew it. I wish I would have said it earlier when you didn't hear it. I knew that of, of these three books, you were going to get the verse wrong when the entire thing is based off of 240. I, I just knew it going in. Yep. Okay, right. uh, let's try well, this again. I was like, there's no way the King James translation's that wrong. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. <clears throat> and the child grew and waxed strong in spirit, filled <laughs> <Waxed>. with wisdom. <laughs> Yes, waxed to increase. There's as opposed no, to no waxing involved with this show. Yes, wax as opposed to wane, <laughs> which is the opposite of waxed. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm trying to read the Bible. Um, and the child grew. <laughs> no, you're not. You're reading off your phone. <laughs> yes, which is which is the space Bible, um, uh, King James version. And the child grew, rock strong and spirit filled rock with is strong and waxed. This is ridiculous. Yes. And the grace of God was upon him. <laughs> Do you want to read your version? <laughs> I, I would love to because I can't. I, like, I'll, like 
All I could think about was like Bruce Wayne getting waxed because you said wax Wayne. And I was yes. very, very confused. Um, and the child grew and became strong. He was filled with wisdom and the grace of God was on him. Now, this verse, like I've actually talked about this verse quite a bit. Do you know, like, why is this verse actually quite important in the Gospels? Well, I mean, it's important because it shows that Christ and his humanity grew like a human being. He didn't. Um, this gets into the. I, I'm not, I don't know how to get into this without getting into the weeds about it. Okay. Theologically, well, do you want I, to do that? I've got a weed whacker. I could just cut you off if I need to. Okay, fine. <laughs> um, so Christ is fully human and fully divine. He knows everything he's going to need to know uh, for his mission. Uh, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily, in my opinion, mean that like as a baby, Jesus knew what M E equals M C square means. That yeah, because that's... Einstein hadn't been born yet. <laughs> right. Now, of course, Christ in his divinity, like he knows all things. But being both a uh, human and divine nature, he grew now like I'm just picturing being. God the Father with Einstein two thousand years later. Like, wow, I didn't even think of that. Good job. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, Jesus learned the Torah. Jesus learned carpentry. He grew in wisdom. He grew in his relationship with the Father in his throughout his humanity. Um, he always has this intimate connection with the Father, but it's important to. Not to make sure that we understand Jesus fully human and fully divine. That's a very important verse to um, understand that. Yeah, that's not what I was going for at all. That's uh, why. Yeah. Okay. Where were you going to go? Why is this but, important? Taylor? But what I what I loved, I, I I just loved everything that you said about that because it sounded just as ridiculous as as the the King James version. But uh, now I'm picturing like I wonder if in Jesus's time. Like, was there a translation of the Torah that was from, like, 600 years earlier? And it was, like, the whatever, the King James Version. <laughs> like, the King Absalom Version of the Torah. <laughs> the and they're Solomon just like, version. thou is needed, like, in, like, old Aramaic or something. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I just think that'd be, just picturing Jesus reading the, his modern equivalent of the King James Bible made me really happy. So Good. I'm glad we went down that rabbit hole uh, and we're cutting down all that grass. Uh, so the reason this verse is so important... Uh, you started reading the wrong verse, which was the end of Jesus as a literal baby, like born, yeah. like within you know days of him being born. Uh, then we get this verse, which is the only verse. Uh, oh, there's one other story: the story of Jesus getting lost in the temple, and then this story encompasses his entire childhood, his yeah. entire teenage years, and his entire twenties, because we don't hear from him again until he turns 30. So I actually think this verse is kind of kind of good because, uh, you know, everybody on this show has watched me grow up from like mid-20s to 30s, and in two years I'll be 33 and be crucified. I mean, so, yeah. I mean, it's pretty much the same story. So uh, I, I love it. The child grew and became strong, so he got bigger physically, which I have yeah. done. Uh, mm -hmm. in, in the bad ways and then I've gotten stronger that's the getting bigger good way and he was filled with wisdom so I have grown in wisdom now I could you you could also you could also say I'm still childish and childlike because I'm not quite to the point where Jesus got yet uh and the grace of God was there we've already said that like life first works so grace works every now and then for me yeah so I think this is actually a pretty good one for the for uh, okay me. okay all right, let's see if I can find the right verse for uh, Acts of the Apostles here. I'm pretty sure that we're good. Okay, <clears throat> King James Version. Here we go. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Untoward? <laughs> <laughs> 
mine says corrupt, but untoward is untoward. hilarious. Untoward. How untoward of you. <laughs> I, don't, I, I just don't get it. So mine says, with many other words, he warned them and he pleaded with them, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. What do you think this means for this? Show? Oh, I think that's someone not recommending this podcast. Uh, and you and uh, your co-host and I, we are the, the untoward corrupt generation. <laughs> Save yourself! Don't listen to the podcast! <laughs> did you did you listen to the episode yet where I... No, oh, I texted you about the, the, the bad review that I got. This sounds yes. like the bad review yeah, that I got yeah. just a couple of weeks ago. Uh, I am the corrupt generation. But um, uh, I would like to flip it on its head. And okay. I think that this podcast is helping people from the corrupt generation of the people like the person that was giving me that review. Yeah, I agree with that. <laughs> We're trying to bring something joyful and Catholic and, uh, you know, we want everybody to have a good experience with something Catholic and maybe learn something along the way. That's our goal. And I think we're doing it. So we've got Daniel. That mm-hmm. was all about being the fourth kingdom, strong as iron. We've got Luke, which uh, I'm not divine and human. <laughs> That's not, that wasn't the point. But yeah. about growth and growing up right in front of people's eyes. Uh, I grew up in front of people's eyes. Jesus just hid for most of his life. What a waste, right? I mean, he, I mean, he's got a very he's got a very busy three years. Okay, he's allowed to chill for like thirty. This is like a guy running the mile and just like walking for three laps, but yeah. then in the last lap, he sprints so fast that he actually wins the race. Exactly. Yeah. Like that's what Jesus did with his life. Yeah, I mean, it worked. Well, well, that's it. He, he sprinted the first hundred. He had a good good beginning. Right, and then he ran away from his parents. So we know that he was pretty, you know, maybe in the in the in the second second uh, lap, he was a little quick for it for, for one, one point. He had to run away from his parents. Why, no, 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 no. How, how crazy is that? That like we have two stories about his childhood. One is about him growing better, and the other one's about running away from home. I love it so much. Yeah, yeah. No, no. on the second lap, it wasn't they ran fast. Is that everyone looked at the track and they couldn't find him? Like, where did <laughs> Jesus go? <laughs> He's so slow, we can't see him. He's disappeared. <laughs> we can't see him. Yeah. Um, Okay, so we've got the Daniel one, we've got the Luke one, and then the Acts, save yourselves from this corrupt generation. Which one do you think is the life verse for the the last 240 episodes of this podcast? Mm-hmm. You know, ooh, first of all, once again, weird that they all kind of work. Um, I'm, I'm partial to the first one because it sounds very uh, strong and cool. But the thing is, after your explanation of the last one, that's what I'm leading towards. There's a lot of, like weird stuff out there as far as Catholic media is concerned and also just a lot of people who who can't be joyful about the faith and your whole thing this whole thing that we're a part of is about spreading the joy of the gospel in a human way acknowledging who Jesus is and how he really works in our lives and to stay away from all the other stuff that's either um, that's bad so I'm kind of leaning towards the third one well, that's, that's fine. I, I'm not going to argue with you. I like yeah. all three of them, and I was yeah. going to let you pick. So uh, now the question is, do you think it should be the, the the life verse for the next 240, or should we do this again in a few months to check in? You know what? I I, I don't want to plan for the future, as we've learned. The future is very unpredictable, so yep. I think like, this will be a uh, – we'll pencil this one in for the next okay. 240. Well, uh, yeah, 240 from now, I won't have anything to say. In 30 minutes before we record, I'll be like, you know what? We should probably do life first. Perfect. <laughs> And then we'll get it. It'll be 480, and I don't think there's any book in the Bible. So by that point, we'll be just completely gone from the Bible and mm-hmm. be one of the untoward people. That yes. <laughs> a 
Okay, so the last thing I want to say here, while we're on the topic of the Bible, that uh, that that concludes our life verse. So the show's the show's life verse is Acts chapter two, verse what? Forty, not twenty, verse forty, not plenty. <laughs> so I was thinking. So we, we we heard we heard two things from Luke: the Gospel of Luke, and then and then the uh, and then the Acts of the Apostles. Uh, a lot of times with with Luke, like it's attributed that Luke wrote it. When mm-hmm. it comes to the Gospel of Mark, a lot of people believe, like I've I've heard this a lot, that a lot of people believe that like it was Peter helping. It was Peter's story from Peter's perspective. Peter was helping to kind of dictate it to Mark, and Mark was Mark was helping to write it. Yeah. Um, one thing, like I, I actually took a class on the Gospel of John when I was an undergrad, and I loved it. And one, I, I've never heard this theory until just a couple of weeks ago. I was editing a podcast that that, that brought this up, but how John and the Johannine community, like the community that was around him after after Jesus left, like the the community that built up around him as the apostle, um, they all kind of helped write it because a lot of people think that the the gospel wasn't in its final form, like you know it didn't go super saiyan until after uh, the uh, Saint John had had passed away. Yeah. So they kind of helped edit and all these things. So like I knew that there was like a community kind of helping with this story, editing, writing, and all these things, right? That doesn't take anything away from that. The Holy Spirit was involved in this process, but like, but he, they brought this up where we know that a- after the cru- or during the crucifixion, Jesus looks at Mary and says, behold, this is your son. And he looks at John and says, behold, this is your mother. So Mary would have been like living with John. Yeah. Like John would have been taking care of her as his mother. And so she would have been part of this community until she got floated up into heaven. Yes. So this idea, John is so different. It's it's like the most like quote unquote spiritual like uh, uh, of the four gospels. Um, and there there was this idea that like, do you think Mary helped with the, some of the stories or some of the editing or like some some helping out? Like, have you ever heard that before? I found it fascinating as a you possibility. Know, yeah, it's interesting because normally when you uh, t- when you hear about Mary's influence on the Bible, a lot of people point to Luke because how did Luke know those stories about Jesus as a baby? And the idea is that Luke went around collecting all these stories to write the gospel. There's a good chance he interviewed Mary for this sort of stuff or people who were close to Mary. So that's that's the more well-known he, one. He asked her to be on his podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Special guest today. <laughs> Mary Ever Virgin. Not the other Mary. <laughs> Not the other Mary. Mary Wife of Clopas or Amy Or Magdalene. the other Mary. Or, or the, the other Mary. <laughs> We've yes. got married Mary. Yes. <laughs> So, Shackles on my feet so I can dance. That joke is for like three people, and they are dying laughing right now. Okay, go good. on. I'm glad for them. Um, <laughs> so that's where we normally hear about Mary's influence. But the uh, thing with John's interesting because a, for a long time, biblical scholars figure that because John seemed to be more spiritual, that he wasn't so much focused on the – because his timeline's different than the other Gospels. Um, but after more and more research, they've kind of – a lot of uh, scholars have come around to think, wait, actually – John's timeline might be the more historically accurate one. And if you think that that's true, then that makes it all the more interesting. Because just like a mom knows all the important days in uh, her son's or daughter's life, having Mary there, be like, no, no, this is when this happened. Because she, you know, it, it seems clear from the Gospels that she this did This is when Jesus I lost around. God. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, why not? It seems like it makes sense. I think it's fascinating. John's always yeah. been my favorite gospel. So I think, like, like honestly, I've been thinking about it a lot the last couple of days. Be like, that's actually really cool. Just thinking about the possibility. Do we know yeah. that it happened? Absolutely not. But, yeah. like, just think about the possibility that Mary could have influenced one of the gospels. Because she would have been one of the leaders that would have been looked up to. I just yeah. think that was really cool. But, of course, we have to take the, the holy point 
and I have to ask a few questions now. Okay. If if we can safely assume that Mary had some influence on the Gospel of John, uh, do you think she wrote out her husband's words? Like, do you think that John was like, oh, and then Joseph said this, and she's like, let's take those out. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh! Um. <laughs> They're like, uh, you know, because like everybody now is like, oh, Joseph didn't say anything, and everybody back then is like, Joseph never shut up, and we had to take him out. <laughs> it's like great guy, but he just talked a lot. A lot of it didn't make sense, so just leave that out. It's just not great storytelling, you know. Love the guy, love him. Great, he, sp- he great spoke in the father. old King Absalom dialect. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's just not good storytelling. You have to just don't worry. He w- he wouldn't mind. He wouldn't mind. <laughs> it's just whether Mary is involved or not. Just thinking about like he doesn't have any line in any four of the gospels. So this got me thinking about like the people who were writing the gospels and like editing the gospels. Be like, you know what? The most important guy in human history, his dad was around. What did he say? Let's let's not talk about that. <laughs> like it just it seems like such a strange editing choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have our life verse. I have asked my questions uh, about Mary and her uh, possible uh, helping with the Gospel of John and uh, poke some fun at the guy whose year we celebrate today. So I think it's a pretty successful segment. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back. If you guys are not subscribed to our YouTube channel yet, you are missing out. We have full-length episodes of this podcast that you are listening to right now. But we also have all kinds of other stuff. Talks, music, YouTube exclusives. This week, uh, after the segment you just heard, Father Anthony and I talked and riffed for about another three minutes about St. Joseph. Exclusive over on our YouTube channel. So go subscribe today, youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. We are trying to climb our way to 1,000 subscribers. So that is a great way for you to help us out for free. Just hitting the subscribe button at youtube.com slash Forte Catholic. Do it, please, for me. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is a strange-looking priest named Father Anthony. Uh, Father Anthony, there's this thing, mostly on the internet, that uh, everybody gets outraged by. Like, anytime anyone does something good, they're like, ah, that's virtue signaling. You've heard this term, virtue signaling, yes? I have. Okay, for those who might not live on the internet, like you and I, uh, what what is your thoughts what is your thought? What is your thoughts on virtue signaling? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so virtue signaling, at least how it's like derided is, let's say that um, Taylor posts a video of him uh, punting a kitten across a football field. And I can't do anything to fix this situation. It's already been Go done. viral. Yeah. And Taylor <laughs> punted a small kitten across a football field, right? I, I, I can't change anything. I can't make it better. But what I can do is say, well, that was wrong, and I do so in kind of a performative way that makes the whole situation more about me than it does the injustice that was done to the poor kitty cat. Was That's it how... an injustice? Cats always land on their feet. I don't think I did anything wrong. Yeah, maybe the cat even had fun, but let's just assume the cat didn't feel like being punted that day. <laughs> <laughs> the bad man punted Baxter! <laughs> So that's usually how people think of it. It's like you're making the situation more about how you want to make yourself sound good in the face of a bad situation. You are, how... Yeah, you are signaling 
a virtue that, you're that, you want, that you want other people to to follow, right? Or like the negative that you you signaling that you are virtuous, right? Right. So there are these kind of two meetings. Yeah. Um, so I I went and looked on Wikipedia because that's where you learn everything. Mm-hmm. Virtue signaling is the action or practice of publicly expressing opinions. Okay, that's nothing wrong with that. I that's do all that. the internet. Yeah. That's all everything I do. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's position on a particular issue. I'm going to read it again because I want to tell you, I, I want you to tell me what the problem is of with this definition of virtual, virtual state. Okay. The action or practice of publicly expressing opinions or sentiments intended to demonstrate one's good character or the moral correctness of one's petition on... Uh, per, one's position on a particular issue. Where's there a problem here? Um, uh, I don't know if I'm jumping ahead of you, but like sometimes it's good to say virtuous things. You are jumping ahead. <laughs> I need my weed whacker. <laughs> I don't see what's we- wrong with that. Exactly. That's my point. There's nothing wrong with this. There's absolutely. <laughs> Is it bad to practice uh, to to publicly express your opinions? No, unless they're very, very bad opinions. Like, hello, I like murder, and I enjoy murder. <laughs> like, there are obvious exceptions. Yes. You can't do that. But publicly expressing your opinions uh, kind of sounds like evangelization. <laughs> like, hey, I enjoy this thing called Jesus and life in the church. Yes. I want to express that. Is that yes. wrong? No. Um uh, or to demonstrate one's good character. Okay, this this is the one place you can kind of push back. It's like, yeah. could this lead to pride? Yes. Is it always bad? No, it's not. And I'm going to prove this. Uh, you know, St. Paul in the old Bible that is uh, inspired by the Holy Spirit, God's writ. This is what Paul says in Philippians chapter 2, verse 40. No. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Took me a second. I was like, wait a (laughs) Philippians chapter 3, verse 17. Join with others in being imitators of me. This is Paul writing this, not Jesus. Join with others in being imitators of me, brothers, and observe those who thus conduct themselves according to the model that you have in us, meaning Paul and like his companions, right? Yeah. That is the like that is virtue signaling. He's like, hey. I've written you lots of lots of letters. They're yeah. mostly in the Bible, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I have good things to say, and I would like to point you to this opinion that I have that Jesus is good and you should like him and be part of his family. Yes. And also, if you need an example of this, just do what I do or do what my, like the, my companions do. Right. It's Virtue Signaling 101. I am a huge fan of Virtue Signaling. It's always bothered me how everybody hates it because I love it and I think it's how we all learned Christianity. <laughs> <laughs> no, I really like this perspective um, because, yeah, I, I do get, you know, there is that type of person on the internet who, who tries to make themselves look good for their own sake. But on the flip side, you know, let's say, let's go back to the Taylor punting a kitten thing. And like, I know you, uh, I have seen this happen. People want to know if the priest who knows you is for or against punting kittens. Like The kitten had it coming. Yeah. <laughs> and they need to know that the cat deserves it. And that's where the church stands. Um, <laughs> Do cats have souls? Really? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're 
and get out of this metaphor and just say that like <laughs> we do want our spiritual leaders or people who we look up to to call out bad things or to say what is good. That's imp- it's sometimes important to signal virtue. It's it's there's a good place for that. Um and yeah, sometimes people do it just for their own ego and pride, but other times and like you said, like we as Christians are supposed to be um upstanding members of society as much as society conforms with, you know, the the Christian ethic and stuff, you know? Uh so that we don't bring scandal to people. So if um a bunch of Christians uh don't call out the fact that uh, Taylor is shooting uh, kittens out of a cannon into a group of puppy dogs, then like, like soft well, landing, what, soft landing, <laughs> soft landing. It's like, it's important. It's important for the church to say, this is bad. We see that it's bad and it's bad and it should be better. And this is how you are better. That's an important part of Christian living. Right. Uh, and so there's, I think there's only one other, like if people are listening and they, like they, they've been told their whole life that virtue signaling is bad. Maybe yeah. there are some people who have just been like hiding with this, with this idea for a long time. It's just always bothered me and I never knew why until I, like, I was just sitting, the, sitting around and I was like, Paul, Paul li- like literally said these things. And like the only other criticism that people could have is a lot of, like I, when I was looking up the definition of virtue signaling, a lot of people are like, it's disingenuous virtue, virtue signaling. Okay. Like, for example, people saying, hey, you should get the vaccine who haven't gotten the vaccine. It's like, yeah. if, if, you, if, like if, you, if you've gotten the vaccine and you think that that's a good idea and you want to share that with people, that's fine. Like, if, yeah. if anything that you believe in, you should be sharing. Because if it's done good for you, now does that mean that everybody's going to agree with you? No. But, like, we do this all the time with like, oh, it's virtue signaling. If you say that somebody should be Catholic or become a better Catholic, it's like, yeah, like, that's what we're here for. That's what community's for. That's what leadership of the church is for. That's what ministry's for. That's what the Great Commission that every baptized person has received is for, so that we can help yeah. other people with this. But there could be the argument, oh, it's disingenuous. You well, you know what's disingenuous? Me coming on here and saying like, hey, everybody, we should be praying more. But I'm not praying all that much. Like, it, 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 that could be seen as disingenuous. Or like, sure. I have said so many things, and it has not been a secret. Whether it's in talks, or whether it's on here, where it's like, I'm not good at this, and I want to be better. If yeah. you want to be better, come with me, you know? Yeah. And maybe not like Paul. Like, there are some situations where it's like, look, I think I'm a good example in these very few issues. If you want, If you want to... Get better at those. Follow me. Do what I do. There are others where it's like, I'm not there, but if you want to come with me, cool. Or there are tons of listeners who are holier and better than me where it's like, they help me out, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like, it can't, like, even even if virtue signaling is disingenuous, there's this guy named Paul. I don't know if you've heard of him. The same guy that we talked about earlier. Yeah. He said, I am the chief among sinners. So he holds these two things he holds these two things together at once. And it's like how I've built my entire ministry because I, I had this realization 10 years ago. Paul, the same guy can say, do what I do, follow me. If you want to be a good Catholic, do the things that I do, listen to the things that I have to say. Also, I am the chief among sinners and I'm a failure and I need God and I'm still working out this thorn in my flesh. Like, it, it, it can't be disingenuous. Virtual signaling is good in every every example. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, that's really important because uh, we have uh, two things are at work here. Um, sometimes there's this attitude that a Christian can only speak if they are perfect. 
And that's not just among non-believers. We'd all sound like Joseph. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, My homilies would be a lot shorter. Um, (laughs) Thank God. But but also, um, uh, we have this idea that to be living the Christian life, you have to be utterly sinless. And that's not really... The I mean, so living the Christian life is a sinner accepting God's mercy. That's how you become holy. So a key part of that is that you are a sinner. And also, like, if you're going to point out, like, this is disingenuous or you don't mean this, like, kind of what you said. I preach all the time about stuff that I'm bad at. (laughs) And maybe my perspective is like, hey, if you don't do these good things, your life will be terrible like mine was in this instance or that instance right you know something about that actually helps us learn about holiness in a weird sort of way god brings good out of our mistakes uh by teaching us stuff uh so yeah and like like i said is there like the really snobbish person who doesn't actually care about the virtue they're signaling and just wants to make themselves feel better and is that bad sure sure um and then my final point is that it's one of these like overused words so like if I go around and I'm like, this is a delicious milkshake, and like, you are virtue signaling about the milkshake. It's like, guys, does this You're word You're an idiot! Mean... <laughs> does, this, does this word mean anything anymore? Or are you just saying buzzwords? <laughs> are you just pointing out things in the room and calling them virtue signaling? Like, it's... I love it's... virtue signaling. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love all of our Anchorman references. This is yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, I just wanted to – I've been holding this in for too long, and I just wanted to let everyone in the world know that I'm a huge fan of virtue signaling, and I think all of us Catholics should be doing it and living out the Great Commission through virtue signaling. We'll be right I back. Like- Don't go anywhere. <laughs> hey, you. Hope you're enjoying today's show. I know that I am, and stay tuned because this next segment is quite the dealio. But before we got there, I wanted to let you guys know that uh, Forte Catholic is a nonprofit. I do this full time, creating this show, creating all kinds of other things on the old internet, uh, helping a bunch of other Catholic creators create their shows as well um, by producing 20 other Catholic podcasts. If you want to support a Catholic ministry that brings the joy of the gospel to people wherever they are, in person or online, head on over to ForteCatholic.com slash donate to give today. You can give one time, you can give monthly. That would be a huge help for us, and it is all tax deductible and counts as your tithing because we're a Catholic nonprofit organization. It's right with God and it's right with the government. What more do you need? ForteCatholic.com slash donate. Thanks! Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am Taylor Stroll, and that is Father Anthony Sharapa. And there are certain segments that I have to save for the priest. Uh, yes. So there have been... I love sharing when, like, things go wrong or, it's like, silly things that happen in mass. I share those a lot on the show because they bring me so much joy. Where it's like, this is the source and summit of our faith and also the source and summit of so much comedy. Uh, yes. That, that it's unbelievable. <laughs> so one thing that I was thinking about the other day when I was in mass is the priest was talking about, like, how we are all the bride of Christ. And I've always... Mm-hmm. I've talked before like that's just I mean God is God and he's always right but I've just never understood that like how am I supposed to be the bride and then I was like well I'm gonna talk to Father Anthony about this and as I was thinking like oh what should we call what what can we talk about because my my first thought was like you say I'm a bride priest Mm -hmm. father our our good pastor here locally but if I wore an all-white flowing dress you'd have something to say about it (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just trying to be a bride, man. Like, I don't know what you want from me. Yes. You know what I would say? Taylor, you look beautiful today. <laughs> I'm you. glad you got dressed up for Sunday Mass. You respected our Lord by putting on your Sunday's finest. 
Which that I, is what I would say. I haven't wore my Sunday's finest in 15 years, so this would be mm-hmm. a step up. So <laughs> uh, uh, it's just the whole like Bride of Christ thing. And then I was thinking about it, like, oh, I'm going to talk to Father Anthony about this. Okay. So I, I, I will ask you this question. Are you always the Bride of Christ? Um, so it's a little bit weird. I mean, yes, me as a Christian, as a part of the church, I am the Bride of Christ. Okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, and when you celebrate Mass, who are you? I am in the person of Christ, You're... so I, I'm functioning in a different sort of way then, yes. Do you see any problem here? <laughs> Are you calling me a spiritual cross-dresser? <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, like, because... Two things. You can, you're can. you the only one that can get away with wearing a dress at Mass. You've done it for years and nobody's said mm-hmm. anything. So you are the bride of Christ, but you are also in the person of Christ. So is now Christ the bride of Christ cross-dressing? I'm very confused okay. by the whole thing. So I'm going to introduce you to a brand new concept. You might not have heard about this one before, Taylor. Logic! Um, <laughs> no, 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 no. Logic is good. You're pretty good at logic. What you're bad at is something called metaphor. These are... These are Imperfect images that help us get at a truth. And while every metaphor talks about something similar, ultimately what is dissimilar is is more, right? So it's getting at a little piece of this. So the idea of being a bride of Christ is that ultimately we are receptive to the actions of Jesus Christ, the saving action of him. He's the one who saves us. And don't get too hung up on like, yes, the receptivity does not mean a passiveness. It doesn't mean that Jesus just like stomps all over you or anything like an abusive husband. That's not what this is about at all. Um, there's actually a very kind of active role in receptivity, but that's a whole another podcast. But the idea is that Christ is married to us spiritually. This is a metaphor. It's not literal. <laughs> I don't know. I think a... pretty literally. So when somebody tells I me know I'm you the do. bride of I Christ, know you do. I start thinking about the practicals, and no one likes the practical act- applications right. of this. <laughs> because you're doing it wrong. That being said, the way your brain works makes a lot of things more funny than they actually are. So that's that's a source of joy. Which is, I mean, so many people would, like, scoff at me for finding joy in the Mass. But I think it's hilarious. So many things that happen in Mass are hilarious. So I think one of the things that, like, like perspectives that I often take in mass is every now and then I like to step back and be like, okay, like I've been in the church my entire life. I've been around the church. I've been in in thousands of masses. Like how I I like to think, take myself out of the situation be like, what would a guest think? I I grew up with a lot of non-denominational friends, you know, Baptist, Protestants. And they would come to mass with me. And like, I, I never realized how weird some of the stuff that we do is a lot of it makes sure. sense reading the readings makes sense uh turning bread into god a little more thought has to be put into that <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. but there was a new one that there is something we, we it is an old trope that we all say these 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 written prayers without thinking about them and how it's like a good practice to like think about these prayers that we're praying yeah so i was trying to do that during the creed the other day and i got all the way to the end I was actually praying the creed. It's a beautiful prayer if we actually pray it instead of just like, this is what I believe. Hello. Oh, you do too? And you do too? Everyone in here? What a proclamation. Is this evangelization? Um, No, it's supposed to be a prayer. And I was trying to pray through it. And then it hit me. It just hit me. Like, what if I'm standing next to my non-denominational best friend and we get to the end of the creed and we all go, completely straight face, not even think about it. I look forward to the resurrection of the dead. <laughs> it's like, what? 
What did you just say? There's all these shows and video games all about the zombie apocalypse. It's not good. It's not good. And we're just like, I look forward to this. I, I'm not just prepared for it. I'm not just ready. I am looking forward to it like it's a va- long, 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 long look forward to vacation. Now, I think you should give your Protestant friends a little bit more credit. They probably also look forward to the resurrection of the dead <laughs> because they, they understand the whole resurrection concept. But to a non-believer, yeah, super weird. Why are you excited about the end of the world when people come back from the dead? I I, I shoot those dead coming back to life people in Call of Duty. What's 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 going on here? Yes, I, I, I think that they would that would strike them as weird. And then it kept going, where I was now imagining I'm I'm Catholic again in my head. I'm not my Protestant uh-huh. friend. And I'm like, do all these people actually believe this? Because I think if an undead arm reached out of the ground of the altar at that point, I don't think they'd be looking forward to it anymore. I think we'd be like, surprise! Get out! <laughs> <laughs> I'm out of here. So, yeah, uh, another weird thought. But um, that's that's some weird thoughts on the side of me being a layperson. You haven't stood in a pew in forever, as we learned when our good friend uh, Aaron Weber came on, the comedian, Catholic comedian. Uh, we learned that you only became a priest because you wanted to sit in the good chair. <laughs> yeah, the pews are super uncomfortable. I don't know how you guys do it. I was sick of it, so I became a priest. So you did become a priest, and there are also some silly things that happen on the priest side of things, and uh, mostly it's just you flubbing things. Yes. Um, so without you knowing it, uh, one of the minions of the show, who's very helpful for the show, who's uh, a friend of yours. You actually know them as well. And they were like, can I send this to Father Anthony or are you going to use it on the show? And I was like, you better not send it to Father Anthony because we are 100% doing this on the show. Without nice. you even knowing that, yeah. you, you're you a glutton for punishment. You sent me another video. So we're going to start with your video because you know what's coming. And then we'll yes. get to the video that our friend sent. Oh, good. Good, good. <laughs> so here we go. This is a video of you at Mass, I believe, yesterday. Yes. Okay, here we go. Let us pray. O oh God, whose Son today ascended to the heavens as the apostles looked on. Kind of sing like a sheep. Grant, <laughs> we pray, that in accordance with his promise, we may be worthy for him to live with us always on earth, and we live with him in. Huh? We may what, be. We may what, be worthy what, for him what, to what live with us doing? always on earth, and what we are with you him doing? in heaven. Everyone's who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, forever and ever. They, they actually are. The congregation was laughing 100% at me. percent they're laughing. And then you just bow and walk back like nothing happened? What yeah. are you doing? <laughs> Can I explain to you my mindset, the background to this, oh, this you, event? You, you can't, it's not just that you can. You have to. It's a requirement because that is the most insane thing I've ever seen a priest do during that. No, that's not true. Yes. But it's top that's, five. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So first of all, you know, I, I am a very fallible human being I, I i make mistakes you know at mass this is a thing that happens but you have forever changed the way i have mistakes before it's like you know what i made a mistake let's move on now it's like i made a mistake taylor's gonna love this it's literally what goes through my brain never i mess you. up a word it's literally like you know what this might be a mistake, and it might ruin Mass for some people, <laughs> but it will bring joy to Taylor. I'm not even kidding. That goes through my mind every time. Oh, okay, that so. makes me so happy. I I have never been more proud of myself. And it's, I have kids. True. I've had a wedding. I've done amazing things. 
I've never been more proud than you admitting that because yeah, you have it's thought like, it for years and you were scared to admit it. You finally did. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I've been scared. But the thing is, after the first time you ambushed me <laughs> with my ridiculous mistake, uh-huh. you know, every time I go to mass and it's now like a lot of them are on YouTube now. So now I'm like aware there's a chance Taylor won't see it because he doesn't watch mass, but his wife may because she's very holy. Or apparently you have all these underground agents who watch my yeah, mass. Hundred percent. Right? There are just people that listen to the show that heard that last time when you started mass incorrectly, which should be yes. Like I mean, that's like me and Allison messing up the beginning of the show last week. Yes. So it happens. Like we didn't start the show for two and a half minutes because we we're just laughing and stumbling over each other. It's the worst intro ever. Two hundred thirty-nine episodes in, and you're hundreds of, uh, if not thousands, of masses in. Yeah. And you're just like, uh, let us pray. <laughs> it's like that's not. Yeah. We start. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so uh, it was, you know, uh, in Pittsburgh, in Pennsylvania, we celebrate the Ascension Mass on Thursday. Most places in the country, they move it to Sunday. Okay? Ascension so that's, Thursday uh, celebrated on Sunday. That's like when they're yes. like, uh, this playoff on Thanksgiving, the NFL's like, uh, here's your Monday night football game. Or like, it's Thursday morning. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so we, we keep it on Thursday. And so... Uh, the vigil mass was Wednesday night when this event occurred, and it was weird having a um, evening mass in the middle of the day because the Tyrus's day I had meetings, I was uh, doing anointings, like I was just w- working. So my brain was a little just I wasn't as focused as I normally am before mass, um, and so my brain was a little messy. Uh, on top of that, you know when the new translation of all the prayers came out, like I don't know, ten years ago, the idea was to make them more literal. Um, and more uh, accurate to the Latin they were written in. Latin grammar is very different than English grammar. So a lot of times there's these weird run-on sentences and stuff. And if you don't look at some of the prayers beforehand, and you read it like it's going to be a normal sentence, you'll mess up. So I had not really looked at the prayers before Mass. And I chant all the time. Uh, so I was like, I'll just you know do it. And it wasn't working, Taylor. Uh, it wasn't working. I, we saw that. We all heard. We were all here. <laughs> also, as far as like, so uh, my my chanting goals are to, whenever I chant well, for me, that means fine. That means nobody notices that I chanted. They're like, whatever, it's chanting. That's that's like the high point for me. The low point, and I don't want to go lower than this point, is, well, that wasn't very good. But a lot of priests are worse than him, so fine. Well, okay. I, I, I just want to break it to you. You went lower than that low point today. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I went to the point I never want to go to where I've made mass less reverent because I chanted. Right? So I, like, it was I, unbelievable how quickly you made that decision. Yes. You went from buying like a sheep to talking like an Anthony. It was the craziest yes. thing in the world. It was. It was. So like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like my voice was, I was not in good voice that day and it just messed up. And then, you know what I really enjoyed? I was really happy that everyone laughed. Oh, and this actually, it made me so happy hearing that, that I'm not the only crazy person that actually enjoys funny things. <laughs> right. But that like told me a lot of things. Like these people, I've, I've been there for two and a half years. They know me. They're not mad at this. They find like. Father Anthony made a mistake. It's very silly. We laughed. You know what would have been way worse? If there was <gasps> silence. <laughs> Gasps. Or gasping. <laughs> or crying. <laughs> or people leaving oh, the church. Let's be clear. If I was there, I would have been crying. But not the way that <laughs> right, but been. I would have been done. Like I'd just been done. Uh, it was so great. And I loved your buying. I will never forget that. I'll, every time a priest chants, I'll think, uh, Oh, God, we thank you for giving us. 
Brad. <laughs> <laughs> and then a little, just a little awkward vibrato in there. Oh, yeah. and then just stopping. Uh, you're you're uh, talk, going back to metaphors. You're going back to you're the you're the sheep. You're the lamb of God in Persona yes. Christi. Uh, but it doesn't stop there. I've got another one sent by the minion. This is from JP, our good friend JP. Oh, JP, uh, you're uh, yeah in trouble. He found this because he went to a random mass with you. Um, mm. and let me find it. Here it is. All right. You don't know what this is. I, no. I said, I have a clip of you messing up and apparently it happened so often that you didn't remember which one that I had. Right. I don't remember this one. I was like, I thought you meant for sure the one I just did, but I, I don't know what's coming. Oh next. no, no. This goes back a little bit longer. Uh, so here we go. Are you ready for this? The grand reveal. No, but do it, do it anyway. Do it anyway. Here we go. Now the action of prayer and the truth of our hearts. It's very easy to fall into this. And sometimes, perhaps it's not even our fault. That's the, pl- that's the way that the faith was presented to us. <laughs> what, what did you say there? What did you say there, Father Anthony? <laughs> I can't believe this. <laughs> you are turning red. For those not watching on YouTube, he... he he went into this segment to have good fun, and he knew the one that he was coming coming you know, that he came with. He's not embarrassed about. He is red as my background right now. Okay, because I remember this moment. <laughs> they didn't laugh at this one. <laughs> no, 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 no. So instead of saying fault, I definitely said fart. Yeah, right after you said crap. <laughs> Sometimes this crap isn't our fart, and that was the funniest thing you've ever said ever. <laughs> I don't remember saying, I must, as I, I was just, it was one of those things where I stumbled, instead of catching myself, I just fell right on my face. So, I was like, this is one of those things where it's like, well, people are actually, I'm saying important stuff now, right? This is, not that the prayers aren't important, but no one listens you're to not, those. You're not bag anymore, you're actually talking. <laughs> yeah, just talking, right? And I, I, I try to put a lot into the homily. And I know people are like, lasered in on me and everything, so I didn't want to distract them by acknowledging what I had said. A lot of times when you make a mistake, you just go through it. People forget about it in a few seconds. Yeah, because I'm sitting in the congregation like, did he just say fart? Like, I'm not right, sure if then, I heard what I heard. <laughs> but hopefully I keep going. You're like, oh, I want to listen to the rest of it, right? And you know this, because you give talks. Sometimes when you're giving talks, it's almost like your brain is in a different time zone. So you think of a thousand things in a second. That's what happens oh, to me Oh, no, in that I'm moment. good at my job. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> this definitely happens to anyone who's public speaking. Like, there's, I mean, maybe 13 years ago. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought like, oh no, I messed up. The thought like Taylor would think that's very funny. You know what you should have no, done? I have... You should have started chanting. <laughs> I did the opposite of the other one. <laughs> Just chant the rest of my home. Sometimes this crap isn't our fart. It's fun. But the Lord has out. said <laughs> that we should all live for him. But literally, I was like, you know what? There's no way he catches this because it's just a quick thing. We'll go on. And the fact that someone caught it and brought it to your attention is cl- amazing. It and out. JP, I hate you. Oh, it's, it's the best. So we got to wrap up. But here's my final question. You, because you admitted that you know that I'm, I'm listening or someone is listening for me at all times, does that, does, does that pressure make you mess up more? Or were you, were you messing up this much before we were live streaming everything? Does that pressure make you mess up more? Or are you better at your job because I'm always watching? I think I'm just more aware of my mess ups now. Like I, um, it's funny. I say a lot of masses. Most of the time, I don't mess up. But apparently, so I'm just. I doesn't. I don't feel more pressure. I'm there to say mass to 
do a good job as a priest, but whenever I do mess up, I become very aware of it immediately. Well, I just want to let you know that uh, whenever you mess up, that sometimes that crap it in your fart. So uh, you yeah. know, we could just we could just move forward with this. Uh, no matter what you said, I was going to keep doing it. This is a theme. If you watch Father Anthony's Mass, it's a trick to get people to watch Mass. Watch it the is. Mass. It's great. Let me know. Clip it out for me, and we will share it to the next time Father Anthony is on. I'm Taylor Stroll. That's Father Anthony. You're listening to Forte Catholic. Subscribe on YouTube wherever you listen to podcasts. I'll be back next week. Say it. Oh man, it was so great. You were so cool with the segment until you heard that and you just went beat red. (laughs) It's like messing up chanting, whatever, saying fart. (laughs) Right after you said crap. Sometimes this fart, or this crap isn't our fart. (laughs) (laughs) That was great. That was great content. I love it. Oh, man.